This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Who, uh, I think, were here for their lives, so you can, you know, however you want to describe it, but it was, uh, it was an attack on the Capitol. When you come into the chambers, when you start opening the members' desks, when you stand up in their balcony, to, to somehow put that in the same category as a, you know, permitted peaceful protest is, uh, is just a lie. Republican Senators John Thune from South Dakota and Kevin Kramer, also a Republican Senator from North Dakota, responding to the special that Tucker, well, I guess it wasn't a special, it was the regular, uh, regular Tucker Carlson show, uh, but he showed previously unviewed footage from the Capitol January the 6th. Kevin McCarthy handed this off to him and then said, show it. Uh, and we're going to hear what Kevin, Marthy, uh, Kevin McCarthy, how he is responding uh, to this uh, by the way, because he said his goal all along, and I want to preface everything uh, with this. He said, hey, man, it's tra- I want because all we saw was the BS on the J6 committee. All this. We didn't see everything that happened. We saw everything that they wanted us to see. I said at the very beginning, transparency. What I wanted to produce for everybody is exactly what I said, that people could actually look at it and see what's gone on that day. Uh, and coming up, we're going to get his reaction. We'll have some audio of him, uh, his reaction after it aired on Tucker Carlson's show. So here's, they're showing a bunch of video footage and it shows the quieter moments and they show the, the shaman dude, you know, Jacob Chansey, who's now doing three and a half years in prison for what he did on that day. Uh, they showed footage of him being escorted around the Capitol by police and stuff like that. So Sharon, so Tucker Carlson shares a lot of innocuous footage of the events that day and that is great i love that he did that i do i appreciated kevin mccarthy releasing it to tucker carlson because we've only seen one aspect of it now that does not take away the nasty crap that happened that day and also still to this day those people that say well trump is accountable for this trump it's trump's fault those are progressives and we know how progressives think. They are not responsible for their own actions. Things are everybody else's fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's, it's somebody else's fault. No personal accountability from the progressive mindset. So that's why they blame Trump for what happened on January 6th. Trump is not to blame no more than if I told Hannah to go steal me a pack of Marlboro Reds from the break time. Uh, that If she did it, that would, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. And incidentally, Trump never said, hey, go riot at the Capitol. Go crap on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I don't think Trump said that. Trump is not responsible for that stuff. Amber Heard was there? Oh. <laughs> took you right. a second. It took me. Yeah, that's right. Amber Heard on right on the bed. And she said it was a York it was the Yorkshire Terrier. Yeah, it, it was a dog. <laughs> and remember what Johnny Depp said, John? He was like I've seen Yorkshire Terrier turds. That was not. Trump did not tell people to go and do those things that happened. The whole premise that Trump is to blame for this. It's sad that there are people that really believe that he is responsible. I feel bad for people like that. Anyhow, so Kevin McCarthy heard it. He said, hey, I want to give Tucker Carlson these. So to see what else happened, because you did not get a full picture. You saw there was no con. There was. It was just all the bad stuff. And yes, bad stuff did happen that day. Nobody is denying that. Kevin McCarthy gives the tapes to Tucker because nobody else, you know, there's no other national news outlet that's going to show 41,000 hours of previously unseen footage. It would depict other things that happened that day. 
Uh, a lot of, as we've already heard from a couple of Republican senators and what their take on what Tucker Carlson aired. Uh, did you hear Sean Hannity talking about the Tucker Carlson thing on his show? Uh, Sean Hannity's here weekdays, 2 to 4, right before the total show. Did you hear Hannity talking about this yesterday on his radio show? Nope. Because he didn't. Uh, did you see Sean Hannity last night on Fox talking about this? Did you see Laura Ingram on Fox last night talking about this or the uh, any of these? The Have you heard any of these other shows on Fox TV? I'm just asking. Have you heard any of these other shows on Fox television? Have you heard? We carry Fox News twice an hour. We carry them at, uh, at the bottom of the hour and the top of the hour. Have you heard Fox News radio covering what Tucker Carlson did? Uh, what about uh, um, anybody else on Fox? Tucker's got it up on their Fox opinion page, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, there is little. You go to the Fox News website. There is very little on that, too. And this is my take. Here's what I think has happened. Uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, his take after this aired the other night on Tucker Carlson. I didn't see what was aired. What I trans uh, want to do exactly is give the transparency to everybody. I didn't see what was aired. I just And he said again, he said several times, I just wanted to give transparency. It sounds to me like he is backing away from what Tucker Carlson aired. Now, here's the thing. I think a lot of people have seen, they've, they've watched this and go, oh, my God, what they told us happened is not true. No, that's not what happened. Tucker Carlson, and rightfully, he, he's opinion. And he showed what he wanted to do, just like a talk show host might talk about what they want to talk about. But if you're if you're saying, well, see, there's really nothing bad that happened that day. Uh, well, you in your mind, you know exactly um, what happened that day, what happened at the Capitol. But I think to hear Kevin McCarthy saying, I didn't watch the Tucker special. I know I gave him all the tapes and I appreciated that Kevin McCarthy did that. I think that was important to show, hey, here's other things that were happening leading to and around that day. Uh, nobody on Fox is talking about this. Uh, everybody else is talking about it. You know they're hard and heavy on this on MSNBC and CNN. The one person on Fox that did talk about this yesterday was Brett Baer. Uh, and Brett Baer is pretty much straight-up news guy. Bryant says Laura Ingram was showing it last night. Uh, so this, so that was last night. Tucker played this Monday uh, night. So Brian Davidson said Laura Ingram was showing it last night. Um didn't see Hannity. Haven't heard him on the radio show uh, here on the stations uh, talking about their state. And, of course, Fox has the mothership, by the way. <laughs> I like to call them the mothership. They have other things going on with that Dominion lawsuit and the text that came out. Tucker Carlson talking about how he hated Trump and how the, even Fox News executives were worried they were going to upset their audience by calling the election. for. So Fox has a lot of other things going on right now. And I'm not here to trash on Fox. I'm just here to present a point of view. When I hear Kevin McCarthy saying twice... I just want a transparency. I didn't watch the Tucker Carlson show. I, I think, and we've heard from several Republicans. As a matter of fact, another Republican, uh, Tom Tillis, North Carolina, he responded after he watched it. Is this a lie? I think it's bull****. I was down there, and I saw maybe a few tourists, a few people who got caught up in things, but when you see police barricades breached, when you see police officers assaulted, all of that, or you had to be in close proximity to it, if you were just a tourist, you should have probably lined up at the visitor center and came in on an orderly basis. So you have uh, Republican, three Republican senators 
I think, backing away from that Tucker Carlson uh, report, too. Welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. You can text us, 874-9390. Stephanie Bell is off today. There's Mr. Brian Houseworth. Good morning. John Marsh is here. Hello. There's uh, producer Hannah. Hola. All right, coming up, we're going to be doing What's Hot with Hannah at 725. It's 735. This is interesting. We talk about top consumer complaints. Uh, but top consumer complaints, our attorney general, Andrew Bailey, sent me an email. Say, hey, here's the top consumer complaints in the state of Missouri. I just think that's kind of uh, cool when we look here. Uh, when we look here locally. The other big thing that's happening on a national level. And this interest... Even if you're not in the broadcast industry, this is something that we want to be paying attention to. The FCC. So Biden had picked this gal, Gigi Sean. Uh, picked her in October of 2021 to be a part of the uh, uh, FCC. He nominated her. Uh, October of 20. We're in the calendar year 2023 now. She's dropped. She said, never mind. Forget it. This after Senator Joe Manchin who was on Fox yesterday, incidentally, said he would not support her confirmation because her record, especially now, quoting Joe Manchin here, especially now, the FCC must remain above the toxic partisanship that Americans are sick and tired of. And Mrs. Son has clearly shown she is not the person to do that. For those reasons, I cannot support her nomination to the FCC. And I urge the Biden administration to put forth a nominee who can bring us uh, together. I don't know if that's going to happen in this day and age. Are you going to bring anybody together? Is that possible, John? Are we going to be... I'll tell you this. There were a lot of people together last night. Statesman of the Year event. Scott Fahm, Missouri Times, a whole bunch of other folks. Governor was there last night. Margie Van Dieven, head of education in the state of Missouri. A whole bunch of folks at this event last night. I like those events because you get lawmakers outside of the realm of lawmaking responsibilities and outside of the Twitter thing. And you get them in this event to honor uh, somebody. Did you get recognized by your toes by anyone? No, but I'll tell you, there's people like Pat Thomas, who's done incredible work on behalf of the Republican Party over the years. And uh, people that like, and it's so weird. People will look at my feet and say, why are you wearing shoes on those rare occasions? Because I, I do. I want to show up to the Statesman of the Year event one year in flip-flops. I want to. I'm sh- surprised you didn't. I know, but it's a kind of a nice event. And I want to go... Oh, like, that stopped you before. <laughs> That's you true. You don't have the dressy flip-flops. Oh, right okay. I have been on more than one occasion. Uh, jacket, tie, nice jeans, and flip-flops. Like, I want to go to the Callaway County Lincoln Days coming up Monday night and go dressed up, but go in flip-flops. You ought to do it. I should. I, I just get worried. Didn't you wear flip-flops to Parsons State of the State address a couple years ago? Yeah, I did. But I was up in a, a broadcasting. Uh, the roast of Caleb Rowden last year, yeah. which was incredible, by the way. Um, and that was one I had people coming up, uh, people in the political sphere. Not I've never met, come up, look at my feet, go, you got to be Brandon Rather. And it's just such a weird thing. Anyhow, where was I? So, yes, I wore shoes last night, bipartisan uh, event. But why this matters about this, uh, about this uh, Ms. Son withdrawing her nomination, um, it's because it has to do with Internet stuff, too. And also, think about this. If you get progressives, and she is hard progressive, like she'll bump her head into a brick wall and keep knocking. She probably already has, based on some of the things that she has said. I think she's hit her head against a brick wall several times. Um, she's an activist. Yeah, she le- she was at the FCC and, and left immediately when the Trump administration came in. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So uh, bipartisanship saying, hey, this is this is what we need. And this person is definitely positively not it. But it would control some of what we say on the radio and would control because we have some funky behind the scenes rules anyway. Because uh, sometimes people say, well, how come you didn't talk about this? How come there's some things we can and can't do? And some of the, the some of the rules for the FCC anyway, besides cuss words, and we don't use a lot of cuss words here on, well, we don't use any because they're against the FCC regulations. Uh, but there's weird things like, for example, you can say the word ass uh, and you can say other words like the word whole. You can say the word whole, but you, <laughs> you can't. Careful, rather. Well, and that's why I'm, I'm separated. You can't say them together. We can say what we just said. We're fine. But if you put them together with nothing in between, <laughs> you get in trouble coming up. We're uh, doing what's hot with Hannah. Uh, back to me and Hannah flying solo is what's coming up. Uh, yeah. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri with this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 726. Time for What's Hot with Hannah. I have yet another. It's crazy how once one story comes out, there's a gazillion more that follow. And I've been wondering, like, has this been happening more often? But there's slow news. There had been a combination of slow news days, and all of a sudden we're reporting on all of the. Because it seems like there's been a rash of these in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, so this one is slightly different, but I have been following several stories of escaped zoo animals over the last month or even yeah. two. Yeah. Um, there was like a leopard that got out. There was a bear at the St. Louis Zoo that got out of his enclosure twice. Um, there's been monkeys that turn up missing. It's weird. Well, this one goes back 20 years. So maybe this was the OG one. And it's the zoo in Texas. And they apparently lost an alligator. <laughs> it was, it either disappeared when it was an egg or like a brand new hatchling and they always suspected that somebody stole it i don't know where that alligator you got the alligator i don't know I, I, I don't know how you just lose one or how somebody sneaks an alligator egg out in their pocket but whatever um a game warden was doing an investigation last week looking into some you know alleged illegal hunting and during her investigation came across an eight foot alligator and somehow or another Decided it was the stolen alligator from the new Braunfels Zoo. Like from, I from the seven and a half feet ago little alligator or the egg that escaped. Yeah, this is where I get confused because you know the story starts out with a stolen egg, and then twenty years later, how do you look at an alligator and go, "Yep, that's the one. That's <laughs> the one that we're missing." Uh, well, <laughs> it was. Remember, John, we're looking for the alligator. It's kind of uh, scaly. It's got some humps on his back and kind of dark green. Got big teeth. Have you seen that alligator? Maybe you could compare his uh, teeth to the, the bite mark scars on the handler's arm or something. But, I mean, even if it disappeared as an egg, you would have zero idea of what it looked like. And I'm going to be honest, when I heard of an alligator living in Texas as somebody's pet, that's the other thing, it was somebody's pet. Um, I was like, Texas shouldn't have alligators because it's like, I think of Texas and I think of dry heat. And apparently Texas does have lots of alligators, but it's... Yeah, over on the east side, over near Louisiana, they do. Yeah, around the coast. So I was wrong there, but still, I don't suggest stealing any alligator eggs or hatchlings anytime soon for anyone oh, listening. Probably good. 
Uh, you know what? Because we were for the Como Man Show, we had to we had to bring an alligator to Como Man Show. It's happening this Saturday. Actually, tickets uh, you can get them at the doors. This is happening Saturday, ten to three. Holiday in the Executive Center. Sports, food, beer, power tools. One year we did a belching contest. That was the only year we did the belching contest because it, it was a waitress from Hooters who won the very first year we did it. We brought a bunch of folks up on stage, and we don't discriminate. It was the man show. Uh, this woman, she took part in the belching contest. Little tiny old waitress from Hooters won the belching contest. They had to take the top of my head off a couple times, <laughs> see if I had a brain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. I'd unravel every riddle. Good morning. For any individual. There's John Marsh. How you doing, bud? Good, good. Producer Hannah. Hello. Uh, I'm Brendan, rather. Mr. Houseworth is here. Stephanie Bell. Uh, she is going to be back to uh, tomorrow. Stephanie Bell. Um, I'm serious, man. One of the uh, hardest working people, like insane uh, in a good way, in, in a good way. Everything she uh, she does. Matter of fact, last night we were at the Statesman of the Year uh, banquet. Scott Vaughn, uh, Missouri Times. It's something they do every year. It's bipartisan. And I don't know, John. Do they typically? I'm trying to think. So last year, Roy Blunt was Statesman of the yeah. Year. This year, Democrat Senator John Rizzo uh, was honored. Do they go back and forth like Republican Democrat every other year? Typically? I can't recall, but I know they've had a lot of you know a lot of movers and shakers at the state house every yeah. year, and it is actually it's it's a cool event because you get people. Caleb Rowden was there last night. I got to spend a couple of minutes chatting with the commissioner of education, Marchie Van Dieven. Um, it's just a cool. And Governor Mike Parson. As a matter of fact, uh, I think we posted a couple of pictures up on the Facebook page if you want to see Steph and I last night at this uh, this event. Rather appreciate. Here I'm talking about bipartisan after doing this on Joe Biden. Take the top of my head off a couple times. <laughs> See if I had a brain. And my head, I'd be scratching. I'm not very bipartisan right now, am I, Marsh? No, but it was Caleb. Caleb was statesman of the year a couple years ago. Caleb, Caleb Jones from uh, Missouri Electric Co-ops, former state rep out of Montauk County. Uh, so it was a nice bipartisan event. Um, welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We are so glad you're here. You can reach out. We are getting an, an incredible collection of texts this morning. Like maybe we should do a listener mailbag maybe coming up at 810. We were talking uh, Michael Tax, 874-9390. We were talking about the Como Man Show. This is coming up one to three days from now, 10 to 3. This is a huge deal. We've been doing it. I think this is our fifth or sixth year. I don't know how long it's been going on. But it's all kind of, these aren't people at Booth handing out little little pamphlets and stuff like that a lot of interactive stuff we have a vip option if you want to go it's only 50 bucks got some good giveaways too. VIP sign up for p option and if you're lucky brandon might escort you over there uh <laughs> so we were talking about one of the i think it was the first year and this was actually, I was so proud of it because it was kind of, I have very few ideas. I, I like to come here and I, 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 I do this because this is what I think I'm decent at and I thoroughly enjoy it. But when it comes to other stuff, it's, you know, I like to research for the show, chat with people. I like to hobnob a little bit and get dressed up and go and, and do this stuff. So I came up with this, let's do a belching contest. That idea was born out of a weird Thanksgiving story. So this would have been... 2001, Thanksgiving of 2001. So, when I was one year old. <laughs> so it was a harsh time. We were on the heels of 9-11. Me and Trevor's mom were going through a, a very nasty divorce. The nastiness was there was a custody dispute. Like I would have hired Helen Wade locally <laughs> to handle this uh, for me. And so we're doing the Thanksgiving. And the way it worked out, I had Trevor for Thanksgiving. And it's... 
I, I can't imagine when you're a seven-year-old kid, your first Thanksgiving without your mom and dad. I, 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 I've never been through that experience. I went through it when I was 14, 15 years old. So we go to a friend's house because his. Uh, I've got my best friend and my best friend's kid, and Trevor happened to be best friends. And it was kind of a... a not as a festive as a Thanksgiving as we see on the cover of uh, of the magazines. And after the dinner, it's kind of quiet. We're doing our best we can as single dads to make this enjoyable for the kids. And one of the kids belched. And it broke the silence here at this Thanksgiving table that two single dads had worked very hard to put together. And instead of saying, that's rude, you don't do that at the Thanksgiving table, we laughed. My kid did that. Seven years old, maybe eight. Well, then his friend, he did it too. He belched. And then before you know it, we're having a <laughs> we're having a belching contest. I mean, like not just the loudness, but like arm movements and high fives and machine gun belches. You know, <clears throat> and it was incredible. And it became it became an annual event at Thanksgiving for us. I have a hard time seeing you participate in this. I'm not big. Because you're like weirded out on stuff like that. Bodily functions. I don't care what hole they're coming out of. I get weird about them. Oh, by the way, this is coming up in the mailbag. We were talking earlier about the FCC. Uh, uh, Biden's pick to run the FCC. Ms. Son, Gigi Sean, I think it is. She's withdrawn her nomination. She says it's because of a tax. Facts. Facts are not attacks. She's just too bipartisan. She has an right. agenda. <laughs> the GOP guys aren't going to confirm yeah, her in the story. That's right. And what put her over the edge? Joe Manchin, Democrat senator, said, "No, uh, I just I can't I can't do this right now." But we were talking about why it's important as it relates to internet stuff, and we can't have an activist controlling what we do here on the show. It's not important just for people in the broadcast industry, but it's important for you as a consumer of the broadcast industry. And we're talking about some of the weird rules, some of the behind the scenes stuff that we like can't talk about. Uh, and then the obvious words. And one of the weird rules is, uh, like, you can say ass. Like, Joe Biden's an ass. You can say that. Uh, you can say the word whole, but you can't combine those words together. If you put them together, you run a file of FCC regulations, and it'll be Wake Up Missouri with Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah, John Harsh, and Brian Houseworth. So somebody said, well, could you, if you flipped those two words... Could you say that? I don't want to test the waters, but I'm assuming you can. <laughs> um, and this, you know what? This is the other thing as it relates to media coverage. Several, a couple of years ago, obviously, the national, the national news outlets, CNN, MSNBC, USA Today, print websites, whatever, CBS, ABC. Um, remember, remember and th- this well, we were on the brink of World War III because Donald Trump took the worst possible option given to him in a slideshow. In this country, we have begun to overestimate the dangers of impeachment and underestimate the dangers of a deranged president retaining control over a nuclear hyperpower. But we cannot wait around while Donald Trump is in control of the nuclear weapon. Your objection <laughs> to potentially going into World War III cannot be procedural. The biggest danger of the Trump presidency is that we are always just a Trump whim away from nuclear war. When it comes to unlimited war, we seem to be able to be to, to invent that num- that money very easily. And to me, it belies a lack of moral priorities that people have right now, especially the Republican Party. Well, and that's why there are elections. They have consequences. 
Yeah, you're right, Chris Cuomo there, who, by the way, no longer works for CNN. I think he's found some kind of online gig. Remember all that? He's self-employed. Is he? And I, that's is just that... usually what people say when they don't have a job. Right. <laughs> he's, he's doing a social media program. <laughs> I'm unemployed. Uh, it's like what happens after you, what is it, you go to college and study history or fine arts uh, to uh, get ready for a career in being unemployed. Uh, remember that? All those folks, they had, and here's the sad part about this with those, the, the, the news outlets. People believe everything that is told to them by the news outlets. And they lie, all, all of them, all of them lie to you. They present a point of view. All of them do it. I don't think anybody can deny that. They all do it. But the progressives who wet the bed at night when Trump was president, World War Three, they scared people. That's what bothers me especially about these progressive news outlets they scare people it was world war three climate change it's got to get you it's got to kill you next year you're going to be dead and then every year next year you're going to die from climate. they scare people they scare people and that's what they did world war three do you Two think minutes closer to armageddon on the doomsday clock tick tock tick tock talk no not tick tock not the tick tock just tick tock do you think we're closer to World War Three right now, John? Well, I don't know. If I lived in Taiwan, I might say so. See, I, and I would say yes. So all We of those... grew up almost desensitized to it, you and I, though. Yeah, it's true. We grew up in the Cold War era, hide under the school desk and put your hands over your head in case there's a nuclear bomb. And I it's... mean, we lived on Air Force bases yeah. that were presumably ground zero on the, on the bad guy's target list. You always, even as a young kid, even before I understood what Cold War was, living on Beale Air Force Base in California, where my mom was working on the U-2s and SR-71s and B-52s and T-38s, as a kid, you like, you knew how important the work was happening on that Air Force base. And you also knew as a kid what kind of peril you could potentially be in. So Ukraine invaded by Russia. NATO says that was because of Biden's sloppy pullout in Afghanistan. So you had Afghanistan. Uh, now you've got Russia invading Ukraine. And now you've got China saying, hey, we might help Russia with some stuff. And, and I just don't, when I watch these progressive news outlets, I just don't see Adam saying what they were saying a couple of years ago when we were nowhere close to a World War III. We were nowhere even close. Trump, as Americans, he had our back. Our back as Americans, he had our back. Joe Biden does not. But I don't see MSNBC and CNN talk. We're on the verge of World War III. Look, China's teaming up with Russia. We're teaming up with Ukraine. That's the perfect stage. All you got to do is walk up the steps now, launch it, boom. But no, we're, we're good. Uh, coming up just a few minutes from now. By the way, we have cool guests coming up. I always enjoy when this person comes in and tell you who that guest is coming up. We're going to do that about five minutes from now. Here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, 93.9. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Supply has been reduced and, and there's no quick way to increase it. The hens are what's being slaughtered to try to control avian flu. Beryl Benson, agriculturally economist who worked for the USDA, the EPA, and the University of Missouri chatting with KOMU about egg prices. They're still high, and he's saying because they're having to slaughter all these chickens, and it takes uh, takes a while for a hen to get of egg bearing age, and it's because of the avian flu, is what they're saying. They have to be in their what is it, their prime? 
their prime. Like uh, like a dude hits his prime at 21, a woman hits hers at 35, a hen hits hers at six months. Then she can lay lay eggs. Uh, but they're saying it's the avian uh, avian flu is knocking out the population there. Having sl- and I guess you can't, can't eat the So shouldn't chicken meat? Be a lot cheaper if we're having to slaughter all these hens. Can you eat a hen that's been in that has the flu? I don't know this. I'm not uh, not in the egg industry. Uh, and don't aren't these things supposed to be wearing masks? Wouldn't the chickens if you put itty bitty masks on the chickens? Uh, maybe they wouldn't spread the flu. So quick Google search. It says as long as you cook it correctly, usually you're fine. <laughs> Usually. 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 Eating deer with a chronic wasting disease, right? <laughs> I don't think it would be well done enough for me. No. Because uh, then you would think, well, if you can't eat the, 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 the chicken meat, they're having to slaughter all these hens all at once. Shouldn't shouldn't we be able to get chicken like at 12 cents a pound or something? Eggs are expensive. Heck, just eat the, uh, eat the chicken. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Quick traffic note. Uh, this is along I-70, okay? Uh, big accident, apparently, between the Providence exit and the Range Line exit on eastbound 70. So, uh, going towards East St. Louis, uh, going toward, going east towards St. Louis, not to East St. Louis. Although 70 will take you there, too. Uh, there's Cross the East Bridge. Yeah, into a whole, whole box of immoral things. Uh, big accident between Providence exit and the range line exit on eastbound 70. Traffic is backing up. If you're in that area, please um, feel free to text us. Let us know what's uh, happening there. Um, by the way, it reminds me talking about eggs. We have a guest that comes on from time to time. She's really cool. We enjoy having her in the studio because uh, she expl- uh, when it comes to uh, uh, Medicare, she just explains it in a way that's just incredible. It's easy to understand, and she does a lot of these things. Uh, she does them like free when it comes to consultations, and she also happens to have some chickens and Great Danes and chickens right now, or probably she might be out feeding them chickens right now, and they they have a transistor radio, uh, and the chickens listen to uh, listen to the radio station here on Transistor Radio. She's coming in studio this morning a little bit before 9 o'clock. <laughs> All uh, those chickens have an extra right wing. Right? <laughs> Nice. What was, what, so she's here in studio coming up at 8.50. We always enjoy uh, when she comes into now, the uh, show. I think some of us enjoy it a little more. Stop, <laughs> Hannah. Nothing. Like, I love Wendy. I also yeah. love when she comes in. Wendy, Just don't make our guests uncomfortable, okay? Oh, come on, man. Brandon, uh, and I wish Stephanie was here because her and I have had many conversations about this. What? Do you want me to just... Be honest. Yeah. Um. It, it's it's so obvious that you like flirt with her when she's no. here. It is so obvious. No. You get this certain look on your face, <laughs> and when she's speaking, you like lean in and act like you're really interested. You get that look on your face, like, oh yeah, yeah. Tell me more. He's <laughs> really interested. He's interested in all our guests. We're just yeah, nice. but this is different, John. No. When you've worked with Brandon as long as I have, Hannah, that's not accurate. Because, for example, like when Holly Rader comes in the studio, it's the same I, exact way. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I treat all guests the same. Uh, yeah. It's just it, it's yeah. It's We're, funny to watch you like <laughs> in defense of Brandon. He kind of he kind of has that same kind of attitude with Chuck Basie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or John Combes. Oh, man. Uh, I think we're just being nice to each other. You think it comes off as flirting? Yeah, it's, yes. All right, well, I have to ask. That'll be the first question. To heck with uh, uh, Medicare. Uh, let's talk about flirting. Do you feel like I am uh, <laughs> flirting? You'll be able to see that interaction then. Uh, you can go to our YouTube uh, channel. Yeah, wake up in Missouri. Uh, and see if what Hannah is saying is accurate. Uh, but it's cool. She gives a lot of free info. She does a, she does a, a, a lot of cool things. So we're excited for her to be here. Because it's useful info, too, as we start, uh, you know, when we get to that point when when we need things like that. It's, man, it's craziness to try to navigate that stuff. And she does really good. Uh, there's a put Novak Jovic, Djokovic. I don't follow tennis, but I do follow this kind of stuff. I know the name. I know who he is. He's uh, He withdrew. Uh, from an open, uh, from an open uh, tournament that's coming up this week, and here's why. Apparently, his application for a COVID nineteen vaccine waiver to enter the United States uh, may have failed. He's unvaccinated against COVID nineteen. Good for him. I can't. I, I guess I'm shocked. Here. We're still doing this. We're still How many tournaments. Has he gotten upside down in now? I know the Australian thing yeah. was a big deal with us. <laughs> 